You heard you could save big when you bundle home an auto with Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw a link for a survey about which type of bread you are. And now you're on question 17, barely scratching the surface of your bread identity. You always thought of yourself as a brioche, but are you actually more of a pumpernickel? Ah, yes. They said it was easy to save money bundling with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghost in the Night, a hauntings and paranormal podcast. I am Phil Samps. Thank you so much for joining me for episode number 50, uh, or no, 51. There we go, 51 of Ghost in the Night. Um, today is going to be an abbreviated episode because of the holiday weekend here in the U.S. So I hope everybody had a great Labor Day here in the U.S. And so I'm making this just a little bit shorter than usual. But today I'm going to talk about a little bit about the uh, debut of Ghost Hunters, the reboot. So let's go ahead and get the podcast started. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. All right, before we get started, I want to just throw a shout out to Podcoin. Podcoin is a Podcoin listening app that I use, and it is a great way to listen to podcasts because not only do you get all the great podcasts that you love to listen to, including this one, you also get paid to actually listen to podcasts. Now, how it works is they give you Podcoins, which you can redeem for gift certificates like Starbucks, Amazon, Target. You can also if you want to give to charity, you can do that as well. So the longer you listen, the more PodCoin you accumulate and you can, like I said, get a gift card or you can donate it to charity. That is the only way that I listen to the podcast that I listen to now. So give it a shot. And if you set up an account, download it from however you get your apps, it's available in the app store for Apple and for Android, download the app, set up an account and also use the term or the word ghost when you set it up and they will give you 300 podcoin to start out with. So check it out. Let's go ahead and start talking about the reboot of Ghost Hunters. Now, if you've listened to me in the past, you know that I'm not big on these paranormal reality shows, essentially, because that's what they are. They're just paranormal reality shows. They're there for your entertainment. They're not there necessarily to prove the existence of ghosts, even though that's not what they tell you. But they ghost or ghost hunters was the original. It came out first, and it really started to drive the train when it comes to the paranormal and getting it back in or getting it into the public eye and making it not such a taboo topic to talk about. Because some of the some of everybody that is my age knows it's just not something you talked about. If you had a paranormal experience, you didn't go out and advertise it. You kind of kept that shit to yourself. But when Ghost Hunters came about, it kind of made it cool, it kind of opened the door for a more intellectual top conversation when it comes to talking about the paranormal, and it wasn't, you weren't a freak if you had an experience. It let people share their experiences. Now, they went away after how many seasons, whatever, you know, then you have Ghost Adventures, which was the next one in line, it followed a year, two years, whatever. After the start of ghost hunters and then it just went on we've went paranormal 
paranormal crazy and we have a shit ton of them and most of them are complete and total horseshit but ghost hunters was the original and by far in my opinion probably the best and this is because they have a debunk first attitude whenever they are experienced or go to a location and the people are telling them about the experiences they're immediately go to is to okay what's the rational rational explanation for this and that's the way you need to approach the paranormal if your first inclination of having an experience or observing a piece of evidence and your first thought is oh it's a ghost then you're not going about it the right way and that is what a lot of these paranormal shows do now they exploit the paranormal rather than actually try to document and prove the existence of the paranormal. And the only way to prove the existence of spirits or the spirit world is to debunk all the BS first. And that is really 90% of what is out there, or 90% of what you experience is there is a rational explanation for it. And that is what ghost hunters brought to the table. They had a debunk first mentality and so with the reboot i was hoping they would stick to that format and go out to try to debunk the evidence the activity that is claimed and really go through their own experiences and own evidence with a fine-tooth comb and be rational about it so when the reboot i heard they were going to reboot it i was like as long as they keep to that format i will be happy and i will watch with vigor when it comes to ghost hunters so the first one came out i watched it and they stayed pretty much true to form now the only person from the original cast is grant wilson jason halls has a new show that's going to be on the travel channel i believe ghost nation that's supposed to come out in october i believe um with i believe steve and tango are joining him so this is just grant and a whole new team um when it comes to the team you know i'm i've as of the recording of this video in this podcast, the uh, there's been two episodes, the very first one and I, the second one started last week in which I did check out, and I'm pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed both episodes, but most importantly, they kept with the philosophy of really trying to stick to their roots and going at a debunk first mentality. And that was really prevalent in the first episode. They, I believe they even talked about it in the first episode. But the first episode was about a school that had had reported activity. And one of the pieces of evidence that really got the school on the map was uh, surveillance footage, you know, with lights flickering and also an, what appeared to be an aberration coming across the the screen or coming out a door into the hallway. It was just an anomaly that where something looked like something came out the door. And immediately they'd go to debunk that first off. And what they found and what they were thinking of when they saw the evidence, and they even mentioned that when they were, before they even tried to debunk it, they talked about what they thought it was. And that would be like a dust bunny or a spider web or something got in front of the camera which can play or make things look a little wacky when something like that happens because the camera's you know picks that up and it does look like 
there could be an aberration or some kind of anomaly walking across the uh, floor across the frame. So what did the first do? They got a ladder and started looking for dust bunnies. And sure enough, there was a spider web that was in front of the camera. So that is really what you need. That is a perfect example of how you need to approach paranormal investigating. Because if you see that piece of evidence and, you know, it's okay to say, ooh, that, that looks like a ghost. But you need to sit back, collect yourself and say, okay, well, what could have caused this? And naturally that comes, a dust bunny or a spider web comes to mind. So you go out and try to prove that. Now, if you're in or doing an investigation and you don't have a report of something like that and you're just watching a video, going over your, your sessions and you see something like that, you need to have that in your mind that, okay, that could be, uh, you know, a spider web or something like that causing that. So when you, hopefully you can go back to that location and try to prove it or disprove it. One of the two, but to immediately say, Oh, that's a, that's a ghost is doing yourself and the paranormal disservice. Now I know I harp on this a lot, but the more credible the evidence is, the better off we are. And the only way to make the evidence credible is to try to replicate it or take out all the factors that could have caused it. So you need to have a debunk first mentality. And I can't stress that enough. And we all can get caught up in the uh, emotions or the hype of an investigation. It happens to me. And I'm also going to talk about that here a little bit too, about emotions during a uh, investigation. Cause I recently broke two of my rules and I want to share that with you and talk about it. I was getting back to ghost hunters. I really enjoyed the episode. I hope it sticks around for, you know, has a, you know, people give it a credit because it's not, they're not as explorative as some of these other shows and it might not be as entertaining to see the real side or a much more realistic investigation. You know, you don't go to a haunted location or a place that has reported activity in an hour get all the evidence that you could ever want or ever need doesn't work like that you can go to a location three four or five times and just get one two three things it doesn't you know you can't even depend on doing it for one evening and get some of the evidence that is portrayed on some of these shows so you need to really do your due diligence and go have repeated investigations. And that is really what paranormal investigating is. A lot of people think you just show up and the ghosts come out of the woodwork. There's a lot of factors that go into connecting with the spirit world or having a paranormal type experience. So it takes time. It's not as easy and not as, there's a lot of downtime. In a paranormal investigation, there's a lot of times sitting in the dark talking to yourself and nothing happens. So I hope they keep to their format and I'll continue to watch. I'm, I'm excited about it. I like it so far. It is a different dynamic with the new team. I'm not completely sold on all the team members yet, but I think that given time, I will probably 
enjoy watching them as much as uh, the previous run of the show. So that, I recommend it. So if you haven't gave it a shot, and but I'm, if I was a betting man, I'd be willing to bet if you listen to this podcast, you have caught those episodes and you have an opinion. So if you have an opinion on that particular episode, those first two episodes or the show in general, be sure to send me an email at gitnpodcast at gmail.com or you can send me a direct message via Twitter and my Twitter handle is at night underscore ghost. So let me know what you think about the uh, episodes or this new run of Ghost Hunters. You can also leave a comment on YouTube with the video version of the podcast episode. That's one good way to do it. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe and like the video. But don't just let me know what you think. I hope, you know, I hope people like this way of investigating and it doesn't get canceled because it's not as explorative and really, I'll say it's not as exciting as, say, Ghost Adventures or some of these other paranormal shows because they don't play up the evidence as much as some of these other shows. I hope the public gives it a gives it a good shot and hopefully it'll have a long run. All right. The next thing I want to get to is recently um, I did a few investigations and you know how I like to investigate. I really say you need to leave your emotions at the door and kind of almost be practical, be cool, calm and collective during an investigation. Recently I broke two of my most sacred or most important rules of investigating. And that is, not keeping my cool, um, not being as open-minded, I shouldn't say open-minded, letting my emotions get the best of me really is what I did. And the first investigation, something happened during a ghost box session, said my name, and then it kind of, the whatever was speaking to us, if something was speaking to us at all, I'm not 100% sure it is because it was a ghost box. You never know. It could be, it could not be. But they said my name and they identified themselves as possibly my brother, which I don't talk about it much, but I did have a brother that passed away. He was actually passed away before I was born. He only lived for a very short amount of time in the hospital, a few days. I'm not totally clear on the amount of time. I know he was he was delivered and he also lived long enough to have a name. So, but this, whatever the ghost box spit out, brother or stepbrother, there was some um, debate on that. I heard brother, some other person thought they heard stepbrother, but we don't really, you know, that that's irrelevant. Bottom line is, I immediately went to, okay, if this is, if you are who you say you are, because nobody I was with knows knew about that. I don't talk about it. In, much. I grew up an only child until my mother got remarried. Then I had a stepbrother, but I don't talk about it much. I don't advertise it much. I'm, some of my best friends in the world might not even know about this, about what that. So I don't talk about it much and not too many people know about it. So when I got this interaction with the ghost box, it kind of it startled me a little bit and I could feel my emotions kind of ranging up because it 
it's not something I expected. So I immediately, you know, started asking a question. Okay, if you are who you say you are, please tell me what your name is. And, you know, naturally ghost box went dead and nothing. But it, it kind of, it irked me. It gave me, um, it didn't really, it just it kind of ruined the investigation for me. Luckily, it was toward the end of the investigation and I did not, I went outside, you know, everybody came out, the leader of the team came out and kind of we talked about it and I told him about the situation. But it was, I came to two conclusions. If it was a spirit we were interacting with, then was it his spirit or a spirit that knew something about me or somehow knew it, which, and just trying to screw with me a little bit, that is very possible. So we started talking about, but my emotions were shot. I was pretty much useless after that. Luckily, like I said, it was at the end of the investigation. They were pretty much, this is a private invest, private investigation on a residential case. Um, they were doing a, you know, kind of a cleansing ceremony. I was in the car. I did my own little session right there by myself in the car to see if something was with me at that time. Just a little EVP session. Didn't get any responses, but I wanted to make, at least try to reach out, make contact to see if there was somebody with me, if it was who it said it was, because that's something you want to know. But that was fruitless. There was, I I got nothing that I know of. I analyzed all the audio and there was no responses to any of the questions asked or anything. So I don't know. It, the bottom line is it ruined my investigation. If we, that would have happened in the beginning of the investigation, I've been, wouldn't have been worth a shit for the rest of the investigation because I wasn't in the right mindset now. I let it get to me. And that is the number one rule is don't let it get to you. Because, and this plays into the next time it happened to me where I, or next time an investigation kind of went sideways for me because I wasn't in the right frame of mind. Um, went back to Raw's Opera House. You know, it wasn't a great day. I wasn't in a great mood. And if you've listened to me in previous episodes, you said I've always said you need to be in positive, you know, in a, the right frame of mind. And, you know, not too high, not too low, just right there in the middle. So some things happened throughout the day. I wasn't in a great front frame of mind. The drive down, hour and a half drive, I wasn't a happy, I wasn't a happy camper. Let's face it. I wasn't a happy camper, got there, and it just built. So I got nothing at this at Ross, Opera House this time. And I've been there three, four times. And each time I've been there, it's gotten more and more active. I've caught a shadow figure there on a still photo. I've had lights turn on. But this night, I didn't experience nothing. And most likely, and I, it was a short investigation for me. I only stayed till about 3 o'clock, and I left. And that was, I knew that was going in. It wasn't because I was in a piss poor mood. I just knew that I needed to, I had to go. I had some place to be the next day. So I did it. Didn't get anything. Ghost box was kind of interesting. They had a door kind of close to the balcony, which it naturally wants to close anyway. I believe they have it propped open with a door or a chair. Can't talk. And apparently the chair moved and the door shut. Now, was it paranormal? Very possible. Or did the chair just give way to a little bit of pressure or there was a shift, some, you know, vibration, people walking? I don't know. I didn't see it happen. I heard it happen, but I was 
pretty far away, so I can't analyze that piece of evidence now. We went to the one room, I forget the ballroom, did a ghost box session, got some interesting you know, responses. But I did, even the ghost box session seemed to be inconclusive to me, is what I took away from it. Now, was this because I was just in a piss poor mood and I wasn't in the right frame of mind to investigate? I think so. I think that's 90% of it. You have to be in the right frame of mind. Like I said earlier, and I've said in previous episodes, you can't be going into an investigation expecting to get any, anything or you can't be the opposite of saying, oh, I'm not going to get anything. You got to be open to whatever the night presents to you and whatever happens during that investigation. But you have to be positive in your mindset, being a clear, good frame of mind, and I just wasn't. So that's something I'm going to have to work on a little bit. Hopefully the next investigation I go on will be a little bit better. But we'll see. But like I said, when you investigate, be in a a positive state of mind. Not too high, not too low, not too happy, and not too pissed off. You have to just be even keeled, and hopefully that'll put you in the best situation to actually experience some kind of paranormal activity. So I think I'm going to end this one here. Like I said, this is an abbreviated episode. Um, Next week, we'll come back. I have some interviews scheduled, so be on the lookout for those. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to head on over to Podcoin if you want to try a new way to actually listen to podcasts and maybe earn a little money for yourself. I do it. I've you know given some money to, or some of my Podcoin to charity, and you know that my good name is on gift card too because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at night underscore ghost. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at ghost underscore night underscore podcast. And also be sure to like the Facebook page at Ghost in the Night. I share a lot of uh, updates on the podcast. I share some investigation pictures on all those social media sites. Great place to stay, get in touch with me, interact with me. Let me know what you think about a podcast episode if you have an opinion. I get those opinions very often. Be sure to like, subscribe, however you take in this podcast, if it's iTunes or whatever, Apple Podcasts, whatever the hell that is, who can keep up, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Naturally Podcoin. Be sure to follow, subscribe to it, leave us a comment, leave us a review, if however you take in the podcast allows you to do that. Um, if you're, like I said, watching on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe to it and be interactive. Let me know what you think. I do post some um, investigation clips on there also. But if you want a little bit more in the way of investigation tips or another way to take in the podcast, I do have a Patreon account. Just just look for, I think it's slash uh, Patreon backslash GITM podcast. Um, But just search Ghost in the Night and you'll find it. But be sure to check that out. And if you want some bonus material, bonus investigation or investigation footage that I don't put on YouTube, be sure to check that out. Now, all the uh, you can get all the podcast episodes still for free. You don't have to join a tier or be a patron to get those episodes. But 
If you want, I have two tiers, $2 and $5. The $2 tiers will definitely get you some investigation footage that you don't get on YouTube. And also, there's some other stuff that I'm planning on doing. So be sure to check out the Patreon account and become a patron. I would greatly appreciate it. It would go a long way to helping produce this podcast. So until next week, take care, everybody. more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at penfed.org slash auto refi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash auto refi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.